Hey everybody, it is just about the middle of July 2020. I'm Steeple Jack, Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson, uh, with Days to Remember. And this week, the focus pretty much is on sewing. Have you sewed much lately? We can talk about that later, but I just wanted to welcome you, greet you. This, I'm not sure how long this one's going to be. <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, selfish. This is uh, the start of a of my birthday week. And when you get to be my age, you don't know how many more birthdays you're going to have. So you want to, you know, really celebrate it. So I'm going to be playing some music that I like. And if you like it, that's great. And if you don't like it, well, that's great too. And we'll be talking about sewing. And we'll be talking about, uh, you know, prayer and, and things like that. So if you have a prayer request that you want to get to me, like for next week, you send it to me at an email at radiosteeplejack at gmail.com, and I will do that. Or if you have a music request that you'd like me to get uh, connected, you probably got to give me a couple of days. So if you can get to me by Wednesday with that music request, that would be okay. And it can be sacred or it can be, you know, somewhat secular. I don't want it to be profane or obscene or anything like that, but it can be secular. I prefer it to be in uh, your opinion, spiritual. So we'll see what you come up with. In the meantime, uh, we're going to start out with a song that I wanted to play last week but didn't have. I got it this week, and I'm tickled. So, you know, you have to go back and think, what was last week? Well, last week was the 4th of July. And what was the theme then? Oh, you know, freedom. So here's uh, Richie Havens with Freedom. On Days to Remember, I'm Steeplejack. Hiya!
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving across the face of the waters. It's an oral history that was handed down, father to son, word of mouth, from Adam to Seth, from Seth to Enos, from Enos to Canaan, for 40 generations, a growing, changing story, handed down, word of mouth, father to son. Till Moses gets it down on lambskin, but lambskins wear out. They need to be recopied. So you have copies of 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 an oral history passed down through 40 generations. From Hebrew, it's translated to Arabic, from Arabic to Greek, from Greek to Latin, from Latin to Russian, from Russian to German, from German to an old form of English that you could not read. Through 400 years of evolution of the English language, the book we have today, which is a translation of 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 a copy 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 of an oral history passed down through 40 generations. You can't put a grocery list through that many translations, copies and retellings, and not get some big changes to the dinner menu when the kids make it home from Earth Fair. And yet people are killing each other over this written word. Here's a tip. If you're killing somebody, in the name of God, you're missing the message. Ah, I'm back, and it's still uh, the middle of July. You just heard uh, Chuck Brodsky doing the Nick Annis spoken word piece about in the beginning. I always like that because, you know, it's, it's a good setup to get people thinking about scripture and things like that. Some people don't like it, but I forgot it last week. I didn't forget it. I didn't put it in last week, and nobody complain. <laughs> Nobody said, what happened to Chuck Brodsky? Well, you know, before that, you heard uh, one of my favorite tunes by The Coors, and that's from an album, a compilation album type thing from The Chieftains, The Wide World Over. And I'm going to play a number of cuts from that today, just because I feel like it, and it's my birthday this week, so... Um, <laughs> and I just loved, I loved to play that song. When I, when I had my radio show on in the morning... You know, it was like from 8 to 10. It was exactly from 8 to 10 for 17 years. I, I did a little bit of 5 to 7 in the beginning, but uh, 8 to 10 was a great time. And the um, cores have always been sort of one of my favorite uh, Celtic bands. So I at least like to play that in the morning. It's just sort of a morning tune, you know, and da, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, we also heard from Ziggy Marley from that same CD, the Redemption Song. I didn't really meet Ziggy. I ran across Ziggy in Cleveland. The United Church of Christ, my denomination, has offices in Cleveland, not too far from the uh, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they it was attached to a hotel. I, I figured out the what's and the why's. They don't have the hotel anymore. But anyway, I was waiting for the elevator, and the elevator doors open, and there's Ziggy Marley standing there. And he was uh, quite prosperous at that point. He's lost a lot of weight over the years. But back then, this is probably in the 90s at some point, he was, you know, pretty pretty robust. He had on sunglasses. It was, you know, middle of the morning. He had his sunglasses on in the ele elevator. He was surrounded by probably a posse of seven or eight guys. 
And do you know, like Pigpen in Peanuts, you know, when Pigpen walks, there's this big cloud. Well, <laughs> as they open the door, this, this like, you know, herbal cloud just sort of flowed out. And uh, it was, you know, pretty uh, crowded in there. So I just said, I'll take the next one. And Siggy just smiled at me. Didn't see his eyes behind those dark glasses. He just smiled at me and gave me a peace sign. And on he went. And so did I. It was kind of a great thing. I, I liked it anyway. And we started off that set of music with Richie Haven's Freedom. I wanted to play it last week for the 4th of July. I didn't get to do it. Was able to get it this week from a buddy. I appreciate that very much. And it's a great tune, you know, about freedom. And our freedoms are being challenged, in my opinion. It is something that's, you know, somebody somebody wrote the other day, our country's being run by a crime syndicate. Now, that may be a little too strong for you, but it resonated with me, especially as uh, Roger Stone was had his sentence commuted before he even started it, as if the uh, judge, jury, court didn't do anything right. I don't know. Our freedom is being challenged. That's all I'll say. But I'm really glad that Richie Havens uh, did that. He, he was a great spirit, a great uh, great musician. So I want to read the scripture lesson this week. It's a uh, so-and-so and so-and-so. Hey, you so-and-so. What are you so-and-so? So what? It almost sounds like a Three Stooges kind of bit, you know? Highly, hello, boop, boop, beep, beep. But this is from Matthew's Gospel, the 13th chapter, 1 through 9, 1823. And sewing. So what? Not sewing like your pants are torn, but sewing like, you know, sewing. Like, so, we, you know, we plow the fields and scatter the good seed on the land. You know, sowing. Sowing the seeds. So it goes like this. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depths of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, since they had no root. They withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and receives it immediately with joy. Yet such a person has no root but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. 
And as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case, a hundredfold, in another 60, in another 30. This is the reading from Matthew's Gospel. May God bless us as we seek to understand its meaning for our own journeys of faith. We'll be back in a little bit. So the parable of the sower. Oh, and uh, I should tell you, that was Morning is Broken, performed by the chieftains with two significant singers. Did you pick out who they were? Could you tell? 
Art Garfunkel and Diana Krall. Great, great version, great tune. So, um, I, the Serpero of the Sower. It'd be natural almost to, you know, oh, we'll do the garden song and we'll talk about, you know, inch by inch, row by row, going to make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hole and a piece of fertile ground. And that would be fine. That's good. And there's nothing wrong with it at all. But I wanted to engage you a little bit about the nature of the parable. I mean, the parable is frustrating, I know, to many because, you know, technically, you're not supposed to use a parable as an allegory, right? You're supposed to use a parable for its wholeness, for its central meaning. But if any parable lends itself to an allegory, it's this one, you know? Well, this soil means this, and that soil means that, and, and whatever. And, of course, any of us who have gardened, who have tried to do things, I mean, I... For the life of me, I can't grow summer squash in my yard. The tomatoes are doing great. Cucumbers are starting to do okay. The peppers are doing okay. But the, the squashes, nah, they just, nothing. And I, and I water them. I tend them. It's good soil. I put in, you know, compost and all sorts of yummy stuff. And they just sort of went, eh, I don't feel like it. And they just wilted away. It can be very frustrating when you begin to think about, you know, making an effort to proclaim the gospel, the good news, the hope and the power and the possibility of God and Jesus Christ and all that stuff. And, you know, somebody latches onto it, you know, for like a week, a month or a year, and then they sort of fade away. You know, I did that, you know, I was a Christian for a while and now I'm a Buddhist or Taoist or whatever. I mean, that's fine. I mean, but it's one of those things where it just didn't seem to grab them. You know, it didn't take hold. If you are in this business of faith for the numbers, you, you better get out. <laughs> you know, I I have a strong belief that because the Tropical Storm Fay was about 150 miles to the west and it was over 12 hours before the proposed president's rally in Portsmouth, New Hampshire on Saturday. My hunch is, is that he canceled it because the numbers weren't looking good and, and it would have been as bad or worse as what he didn't get for a turnout in Tulsa. And so he, he postponed it. The date's uncertain as far as I know. But as I'm saying, I just use that as an example. If you're in this for the numbers... You, you, you're in for the wrong reason. If, you know, you feed the hungry because you expect them to, you know, respond or become part of the church or join the church or come back to the church, whatever, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You just want to feed the hungry. That's it. End of story. At the Central Village Congregational Church, United Church of Christ, we're going to start being partners with Community Kitchen on Thursdays and starting to have uh, some lunch. And I'm unsure when it's going to start. It was supposed to start like back in May. But with this virus thing, it's been put off. So, I mean, if you want to uh, 
um, you know, find a way to plug into it, don't don't hesitate to let me know that radio steeplejack at gmail.com is the best way and I can get you connected and you can get trained and how to serve and all that kind of stuff. But this is taking the parable of the sower is is about taking the model of the sower, I think, more than anything. That you are the sower. I am the sower. And where do we sow? You sow and sow. Where do we sow? So what? Well, what do we you know? What do we do? How do we do it? And a lot of times we don't bother, we don't try, you know. But I think it's incumbent upon us to take seriously, if we are going to take serious the faith, then we have to take seriously what it is we do with it beyond, you know, the dalliance of Sunday morning or whatever, whatever your model is. So I'm going to play a little tune now by uh, Lars and Messina. And I want you to listen to the words because it raises the question of, you know, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. I mean, we just don't wave Bibles around and, you know, say we're Christians, you know, we just don't say we're Christians and then not go to church or not attend scripture or not try to figure it out or grow, learn from it, you know. And so this uh, tunes the same old wine. And wine is with an, with, with an I, not an H. <laughs> but I want you to listen to it. Listen carefully to it and, you know, see what you take away from it relative to the parable of the sower. Give us some thought. I'm Steeplejack, Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson. You know, we'll come back for a little prayer, a little more conversation. Here's Lagos Messina on Days to Remember. If the time should find us near 
If you suddenly find the reason 
Ha, I'm back. And that was a lot of them seeing it, uh, same old wine. And, and I think it does have some meaning for us as we begin to take seriously how the faith, if there is one, follows through the whole of our lives and not just has a little compartment, a little pigeonhole, that this is where it takes shape. So we have a lot to pray about, I think. Uh, 133,000 people have died from the coronavirus. And there's a lot of pressure for the schools to open. But can these schools open safely? And I'm not sure. Well, I do understand the reason they want the schools to open is because if the schools open, then businesses can open. And true, schools are not just babysitters that allow people to go to work. Kids have to go to, go to school safely as do the teachers. And it's not an easy proposition to imagine how to do it in a safe manner. So it's going to be a messy few weeks here as the, all this plays out. And of course, Texas and Florida have huge numbers of new cases. Uh, the United States in total has a huge number of new cases. And so we have to uh, be prayerful for all those folk. And I guess I have to say we need to be prayerful for uh, wisdom. That people would think before they do and say stupid stuff, I'm not wearing a mask. You can't tell me to wear a mask. Well, it's a prudent thing to do. So let's come together separately, but spiritually connected and let us pray. A living God, in this midsummer time, a lot of us are feeling dragged down and worn down with the summer heat. And as we have by no means come back to a new normal, we recognize how oppressive that can be. In the meantime, we acknowledge the struggle of so many people to stay safe, to stay hunkered down, and many people who seem cavalier and uncaring. We pray that you would unite us around the globe with an effort to not be divided, but come together to combat the virus. So we pray for the leaders of this country, we pray for the leaders of other countries, like Brazil, for example, and what would seem to be the hard-heartedness of that leader. Loving God, we know that there's more going on medically for folks. There's a man named John who just learned he has a kind of cancer. And while surgery and treatment might manage it, it's a scary time. And there's a guy named Glenn who's struggling with addiction. We pray for him, just as we pray for Gordon, who recently entered hospice for a terminal pancreatic cancer. 
And yet, weddings are happening, births are happening, all kinds of joy, potential joy, stifled in some ways by the dilemma of the COVID-19 virus. And so we pray for all these things and for our anxiety, for our worry, for our loneliness, isolation. We pray for those still struggling with finances. It's a very real concern, God. And overall, as there is need, we pray your intervention, your divine wisdom, your guidance, your strength on all who need it. Bear us up in these days as we look for courage, strength, hope, and possibility in the name of the one who calls us to integrate our lives with faith, belief, his teaching, his example. Christ our Savior, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So I'm going to leave you with some interesting stuff, I think, I hope, as we uh, come together here. This is a tune, again, see, I, I, like, I do like the Chieftains, the uh, wide world over. There's no question about it. But, you know, we sometimes forget that we're part of a global community. And so that's one of the reasons why I like this uh, wide world over music. And this is by a, a longtime Laurel Canyon fan, <laughs> Johnny Mitchell, Canadian, eh? And this is uh, Magdalena's Laundry for your postlude. But I wish you ever blessing and hope as you engage this week. May you love God so much that you love nothing else too much. May you fear God enough that you need to fear nothing else at all. Go in peace. I'm Steeplejack. These are days to remember. Amen. turned 27 When they sent me to the sisters Father Wayman looked at me Branded as a Jezebel I knew I was not bound for heaven I'd be cast in shame into the Magdalene 
By her parish priest We tried to get things white as snow All of us Oh, begotten daughters In the steaming stinks Of the Magdalene Laundries Prostitutes and And temptresses like me Fallen women Sentenced into dreamless treacheries Why do they call this heartless place Our Lady of Charity Bloodless brides of Jesus If they had just once Glimpsed their room Then they'd know And they'd drop those stones Concealed behind their rosaries They wilt the grass they walk upon They'll each the light out of a room They like to drive us down the drain At the died today She was a cheeky girl a flirt They just stuffed her in a hole Surely to God you'd think at least some bells should ring One day I'm gonna die here too And then they'll plant me in the dirt Like some lame bulb that never blooms Spring, not any spring. Thank you. 